Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and of course, tales of parenting woe. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Before we start, Rob, before we start, I'm stressed. You're stressed. I'm stressed. I'm experiencing stress. It's odd because looking at you, you've done a really good job of the soundproofing. (laughs) (laughs) Get your fucking soundproofing, mate. No, 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 no. (laughs) Look at it. It looks like you've fallen out with a builder and they've left you that other job. No, let me show you what happened. Do you know what, Rob? One second. Basically. Oh, fuck. This soundproofing stuff you order is vacuum sealed, right? Yeah. I didn't realise you have to take it out of the packaging like ages before you want to use it. <laughs> Look how thin that is. So, so, so this stuff I got out last night at home and it got all big. I went, blimey, I don't want to unpack it all because then I've got to try and carry loads of foam to the office. Yeah. And now I've got foam on the floor that's currently expanding, which is no help to us. Amazing. I feel like this has done nothing, Michael, correct? It's done almost nothing. Almost nothing. Okay, brilliant. So bad sound again from my point of view. Oh, my God. You look like someone who's run out of money on Grand Designs. <laughs> Do you know what? You're not far off. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so next record, I'm going to try from a different room. Okay. It sounds fine to me. It doesn't to Michael, though. And it looks funny. That's what you want from a podcast, it looking funny. (laughs) Do you want the intro, Rob? Yes. Because normally we start with the intro, but um, I needed to talk about that. Looks good, doesn't it? It Looks good. I put that on in about 10 seconds. No shit. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Me, though. Can you say Rob Beckett? And can you say Josh Widdicombe? Good girl, well done. Good girl. Good girl. West Country? Uh, hi, Rob and Josh. This is my daughter, Meva, M-A-E-V-A, who is two and a half years old and who has just become a big sister to 16-day-old Ottilie. Love listening to the podcast. Listen to every episode while commuting between jobs. Keep up the good work. Do you know what? 339 months, John, originally from Bristol, now living in Somerset. He's done it. He's bloody well done it. Yes, I've done it, Josh. That's turned your day around. That's turned it around. Do you know what? The day's all right. It's just we've got a new school run, haven't we? Yeah. Because we've moved house. And today I encountered four different, I'd say, journey ruining roadworks. You know, some days in your commute, you go, oh, hang on. Oh, oh, my window just shut. Yeah, you alpha. You're an alpha, aren't you? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I've been on League of Their Own a bit, you know, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, like, you get roadworks where you turn a corner and you think, well, this has ruined my compute completely. That happened four times to me today. Oh, my God. So I was a bit rushed getting in. And the problem is I've got one of these health watches. I've got a Huawei watch. Oh, yeah. Is that not the one where the Chinese can now know how many calories you're eating? Yeah, but I don't care if they do. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? I'm very relaxed about data harvesting. Me too. They're fucking welcome to it. Because you know what? Sometimes I don't know what I want, but the algorithm does. Exactly. I totally agree with you, Rob. (laughs) 
I tried to stand up on this and no one bought into it. That people go, they're going to advertise things that you want. Yeah, of course I fucking want that. Yeah. Over adverts for things I don't want. Exactly. Also, the other watch companies are harvesting your calories, aren't they? Surely. That's just everyone's doing it. I could do with a few calories being harvested. I'll tell you that for free, mate. The problem is it tells you your heart rate and it's really bad when you sit going up when you're in traffic. You're like, oh no, this is the start of falling down. And I played football last night. <laughs> I was playing football last night, five aside, and it basically tells you when you're entering like an intense period of a workout. But I was like on the run, like attacking the goal, and it says like, "Warning, you are reaching your peak BPM." I'm like, mate, it's hard enough playing football at nearly forty. I don't need my watch getting in my head. Do you know what I mean? And it's a real confidence booster to the defender. Your heart rate is reaching peak capacity. I've got nothing left. I've got nothing left. I to don't give. think that warning's helpful because it stresses you out. Well, I think it's trying to tell you, like, you're working really hard, but it's like really loud in an American voice. And I didn't know everyone I was playing football with last night, so I got a bit embarrassed. Oh. And it was so hot that I was on a team that had to wear a bib. So I had my top on, obviously, like that I wear for football and then put the bib. But I was so hot. You don't want to wear two layers no. in the heat. So I took my top off. You didn't go skins and bib. I went skins and bib. However, I didn't realise until I had it on that the bibs had no sides. <laughs> so I had like side boob playing football and it's gone. you are reaching your peak. Beat. I'm like, I don't need that Huawei. <laughs> Um, do you want to cheer up on the stressful journeys? Yeah, go on. I thought, oh, I should just check my email. You, you know, I've got 10 minutes before the podcast. I'll just check my emails. Yeah. Did I tell you I've got to do a speed awareness course? Oh, no. You've been spe- like I did. You've been speeding, have you? I did 24 in a 20. The 20s in London are absolutely gutted. Don't even get me started on you, Les. The way they're trying to get money out of people. No, I, I didn't get you started. I didn't get you started on you, Les. There's a sign saying you need to pay you, Les, right? On, Rob, on a- Rob, you said don't get me started on you, Les. I didn't mention you, Les, so I've not got you started no. on you. Probably started it. Josh, I drove through a country lane yesterday, technically still in yeah. the borough of London, Bromley, Kent, or whatever it is, right? I drove through a country lane for 10 minutes, didn't see one other car, saw 100 deer, and I've got to pay ultra-low emission zone because of all the emissions. There's no one fucking there, Josh. I also paid congestion charge during the pandemic to drive for a fucking empty London. Imagine paying for congestion when there is none. I would have pity for you. It's like paying a big but, dick tax. Rob, it's like me with my normal cock paying 20 quid a month because of the big dick tax, and I haven't got a big dick. It's not fair. Rob, I would have pity for you. Wouldn't mind paying for it if I had a big dick. No, Rob, 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 Rob. I would have pity for you if you hadn't spent the last three years convincing me that you still live in London, even though I've told you a million times you don't live in London. Exactly. It's awful. I'm buffing. You can't have it both ways, Rob. If you want to claim you live in London, you live in London. I don't claim I live in London anymore. I live in Kent, the Kent countryside. This will cheer you up. Yeah, go. I didn't get you started about you, Les. I didn't get you started. Don't even get me started on my cat and dog as well. I need to talk to you about that. <laughs> okay. okay. That is causing major problems. So, I did 24 in a 20. I've got a speed awareness course. Fine. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm not Swella Braverman. I'm happy to take the fucking hit. Do it with the other people, yeah? Yeah. You're a normal guy. I'm a normal guy. Anyway, I didn't put it in my fucking diary. Oh, so, <gasps> you missed it. No, I've got an email that it's this afternoon. Right, okay, that's not bad. Can you do it? Well, I've had to cancel personal training. At, you've still got to pay for it because it's within 24 hours, gutted. Yeah, that's fair enough. But yeah, that's fine. These things happen. Sunk cost, etc. Yeah? Idiot tax. The idiot tax. And then I thought, well, we've got... I've told you this, Rob. We've got a little gym in our shed, yeah? You've got an exercise bike in a shed? No. We've got weights as well. 
You've got what? I didn't know you had weights in there. Yeah, we've got weights in the shed. Yeah. I'll be honest, Rose gets more used to out of it than me, but that's fine. Yeah, she lifts, man. She lifts, man. I think she's stronger than you, isn't she? Way stronger than me. Yeah. Did you just see that window thing happen? <laughs> if you had to fight Rose to the death. Yeah. I've thought about it numerous occasions this morning. <laughs> do you reckon you'd win? Or Rose no. would Really? No. She's way stronger. She can do chin-ups and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that's how you win a fight. <laughs> Oh, wait there, mate. Three. Four. <laughs> and she's angrier than me. Is she? Yeah. When she wants to be. When I'm around. When you're getting told off. When I get told off. When was the last time you got told off? This morning. Yeah, I got told off yesterday. Yeah. But I, I accepted that my... Not by Rose, by Lou, obviously. I'm not... This can't be true. What? I've just got my screen time, average screen time come through. Go on. 14 hours a day. That's not true. <laughs> I'm not even awake 14 hours a day and I'm barely using my phone these days. Maybe you should start looking at the speed on the screen, mate. You've been off screen so much. It was screen, dirty That's screen. That's not your, your fault. No, it's not it, true. I've started leaving my phone in different rooms to use it less. Fuck you, Apple. <laughs> I'm moving to Huawei. Also, apparently I did 22,000 steps yesterday according to Huawei. Did you? Well, it's all bullshit. Oh, yeah, but you're playing football. <laughs> yeah, I was playing football. Apparently I run five kilometres in a, in a game of football oh. on a five-a-side pitch, but, you know. That's good. This is boring. I've become that watch wanker. No, no, no. Well, let me let That me... dickhead who gets the health watch. Sorry, go on. So John. I thought, well, I can just work out in the shed, mm. but then I realised we've got the gardener coming and it would be fucking mental if while the gardener was doing the gardening. You were working out in a shed. I was working out in the shed. I just can't do that. Do wrong. you need a gardener for your garden? It's quite a small garden, Josh. It's fucked. Oh, right. They're coming to sort it out. They're coming to sort it out. Right. Yeah. They're not like a regular gardener. They are a... Doing a job gardener. You know, ground force. <laughs> they are ground force. Well, he lives across the road, actually. I could have just got him to come across the fucking road. <laughs> uh, anyway, so what time you got there? Well, this is the thing, Rob. It's at 2.45. Yeah. It lasts two hours, 45 minutes. <sighs> I was going to the gym. You've got to do it in the morning. And then I was going to pick up my son. I was doing this in the morning. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I must have thought that at the time. Got to pick up my son from nursery. I was like, I'll just go from the gym to pick him up. Now, your deadline's 6 p.m. to pick him up from nursery. Yeah. I finish this at 5.30. Yeah. <laughs> it's a 25-minute drive. Yeah, but they don't just leave the child in the street. No, I know, but you have to pay a fine and they get pissed off, and it's fair enough, because they want to go home. They want to go home. Do you know what I'd like to do? Like, imagine just leaving there and turn up at midnight and just throw the money in their face and leave. How do you reckon that'll go down? I... Think, That'd be very out of character for you, just in 50s as well. It would be incredibly out of character for both of us, I'd say. You've not seen cash for 20 years, have you? No. Imagine you get a load of 50. <laughs> i tell you what you need to do, mate. Speed. I know that's the fucking problem, Rob. I'm going to watch two hours of people <laughs> dead in speeding accidents, and then I'm going to get in a car and be doing a race across London. Not that I would speed anyway, because you can't, because I wouldn't. Etc. This is my first ever time I've got done. It's absolutely. And it says it that I was at 24. And I'm totally get it because speed kills. Speed does kill at 24. Oh, can I tell you something also? Yeah, Another bad thing that's happened. You know when I got those bites? Yeah. I got some more bites. Yeah. I got one on my ring finger and it's swelled up and I can't get my ring off. Can you see that? Oh, no. Yeah, a little fat ring finger. I've got a real fat ring. Rose said, oh, you better take your ring off. I'm like, well, that's the fucking problem, mate. So you can't now? No. Have you got antihistamine on it? Yeah, and I've got them on my chin as well. Can you see that? Oh, Josh. You are one of them people that gets things, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no? No, yeah, I am one of those people that gets things. <laughs> yeah. I get heat rash if that makes you feel better. Yeah, the heat can fuck off. But weird, this is recorded <laughs> when it was too hot and now 
is probably fine <laughs> when you listen to it. Yeah, because this is a, a correspondence one, isn't it? Yeah. Let's do some correspondence. Have you got anything more you want to talk to me about? Um, Sorry, that was a bit passive-aggressive. Anything? That was like something Rose said to me this morning. What happened this morning, Josh? Let's do that. Let's do that. This is timeless. It was my fault. 100% my fault. <laughs> go on. Do you know when Lou goes away? Yeah. No, sorry, when you go away. Yeah. And Lou actually quite likes it because she just does her thing. Yeah, I think she quite likes getting into a little rhythm. But I don't think she likes it when I'm away as much, but she gets a bit annoyed when I'm back. No, no, but she likes her rhythm. Yeah, because I've sort of disrupted what's going on. Yeah, you're a disruptor, Rob. You're like Dominic Cummings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I like my rhythm in the morning now. Yeah. I get up, I do teas, feed the cats, open the blind. Open the curtain, yeah. empty the dishwasher, sure. make the bagels, make the porridge, wash up the porridge. I love my rhythm. You're loving it. You're buzzing off to just telling me. I can see it in your eyes. Yeah, and I leave my phone upstairs so it doesn't distract me, yeah. despite what my fucking phone's telling me, which isn't true. <laughs> 14 hours late. That's bad, Josh. You said you were feeling quite good at the moment. Well, that's not true, Rob. It's really bad. Do you speak to your kids at all, or is it just... It's because I leave it on brown noise overnight. Oh, right. It's always a brown noise for you, isn't it? It's always a brown noise's fault. I'm so bored of the brown noise. It's fucked up my Spotify. It's fucked up my screen time. I need to buy a brown noise machine, but none of the ones on Amazon, this is a fucking problem, give you a sample of the fucking noise. You need to know what noise you're buying. What if you buy it and it's a noise you don't like? Well, that's why people go, oh, the high street, you know, everyone orders online. You go, All right, you're in the middle of the high street, right? Go and find a brown noise machine. No chance. Where would you even John go? Lewis? I don't know. Argos? Maplin's? Maplin. Ma- I was going to say Maplin. I think they're defunct. You can't sample them at Argos, Rob. It's basically the same as Amazon. Once they've brought it out of the warehouse, it's yours. Maplin. Maplin's still going. Yeah. Dixon's? Gone. Gone. Curry's? What was on the start of a queue? I don't know. Our price. Our price. <laughs> our price was just records. No, I bought Grand Theft Auto from our price in Eltamai Street the day before release, because I used to do that back in the day. And yeah, that was, yeah, That was unbelievable. Oh, I loved it. I was a right computer nerd. Yeah, me too. I used to queue up at midnight to get computer games. Did you? Yeah. Were you a midnight queuer? Yeah, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, Canterbury High Street, game midnight. Oh, my word. And I didn't have a game card, and I bought a console and a game, and there was a kid behind me, and I went, I don't have a loyalty card. He was like, yeah, but it's a lot of points, you bought a console. And there was a kid, I went, you got a loyalty card? He went, yeah, I went. Come get the points. Oh, my God. That's the kind of guy I am, Oh, my God. You know? Because in 15 years, mate, yeah, I'm going to be on Sky. (laughs) (laughs) Looking at me now, and I'm doing the 6.30 till 3.30 a.m. to p.m. shifting Marks and Spencer's Canterbury, but one day. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to need these fucking points. What's that? Did I see you going into a travel agent to pay eight quid towards your holiday to Corfu next year? Yeah, you did, actually. But don't worry about that. (laughs) Things are going to (laughs) change. Things are going to change, my boy. Once I get this computer and computer game, I'm going to really put the work in. Did I ever tell you when I went to a cash point and it was paying double? (laughs) (laughs) What did you do? So I was at uni in Manchester. Yeah. Did you take it? Yeah, so I was like brassic. I was fucking, you know, you don't have any money. When you're at uni. Well, you don't care. You just live very... Frugally, yeah. Frugally. So we were we were going to see the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs in <laughs> London. Yeah. And we were at Victoria Station, and the cash machine was paying double. Ooh. So if you asked for 20 quid, you got 40. I mean, you'd, yeah. yeah. I don't think you needed that bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an academic, but I can do double. If you said quadrupled, I need your help. 
Okay, yeah. So the cash machine was paying double. So yeah. if you wanted a hundred quid, yeah. So what if you asked for like fifty quid? You get a hundred quid. Ten. Uh, it was actually the fifty quid's wrong, and the ten because it was paying double twenties. So there was obviously right. something wrong with the twenty feed. Okay. Every time you got a twenty, you got two twenties. Lovely. Okay. And I didn't know how much to take out because obviously you don't know whether it's debiting you double as well. Yes, of course. You don't know if it's free money. We were wondering why there's such a long queue, and it's because everyone who got to the front was having the same kind right. of moral conundrum. And also, are they going to find out it's paying double and then they're going to retrospectively bill it back to you? Also, you're going to have to go out in London on a Friday night carrying 400 quid if you take out your maximum 200 quid. So what did you do? Got 20 quid out, 40 quid. <laughs> All I could afford. A card machine swallowed my brother's card once in Elton High Street. And I remember him getting so angry, punched the cash machine. <laughs> That's got to be the hardest thing to punch in the world. If you had to pick something harder, I don't think you could. An anvil, that would be it. Right, should we do some correspondence? Yeah, come on, here we go. I've got one here. Josh's Word and Comedian Google search game. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is what we're saying, to try and find people on Google. Oh, yeah, it's James Acaster's Word and Google search. Yes. Oh, is it? Sorry, James Acaster. Um, Hobbit and Comedian for you works. Oh, for fuck's sake. How's that come back on me that quickly? Well, yeah, you, you're straight up. If you type in Hobbit and Comedian, it's just you. Yeah, fair enough. Let's have a look. Yeah, along with actual Hobbit. It's only because you, in interviews, said that you auditioned to be a Hobbit. Yeah. You're most Hobbity looking man I've ever seen, Josh. I don't know how you didn't get even like a background. I know, I thought I'd get some extra work. I and thought... the feet. You wouldn't even need to wear the fake feet. You've got them big feet, haven't you? They've got hairy feet. You've got big hairy feet, haven't you? I haven't got hairy feet. Of course I haven't got hairy feet. You haven't got any hair on your feet? No. You've got bald feet? I haven't got bald feet. On the bottom, they're bald. So you've got hairy feet? They're normal. But they're hairy. It's got a little bit of hair down the top. Are they as hairy as your eyebrows? Nothing is as hairy as my eyebrows. <laughs> but yeah, keep sending them in. But yeah, yeah Hobbit and uh, Comedian works for you. That's a grim start. Let's do Tall Comedian. Who do you reckon will come up? Merchant? Tom Davis? No, there are too many of them. Greg Davis? Tom Davis. Yeah, Tom Davis, Merchant, Greg Davis. Yeah, so that doesn't count because there's too many of them. It's got to be one. Short Comedian. Okay, I regret you doing that. Kevin Hart mainly. Yeah. And Martin Short. Yeah. Right, what would Rob Beckett do? Some parenting advice. Hi, Rob and Josh. This is something I've never really mentioned to anyone else in fear of being judged. Absolutely great start. But I'm hoping I'm not the only one. If your young child, say age between one and four, is given money for their birthday, what do you do with it? I, for one, pocket it. I mean, they have no idea what it is or what it does. Then I put it towards a supermarket shop because 95% of that is going for them anyway, right? It goes towards nappies, snacks, wipes, etc. Yeah. Am I a bad mum for not putting it in an account for them? So when this happens with us and they get money, yeah. we used to put it in the, like, where our keys are as, like, money for takeaways if we need cash. You know, sometimes, or window cleaner, sometimes you need cash. You've got soda and lime from a pub. What? You've seen your drink. Oh, do you know what? When I was on holiday, Rob. Yeah. You look like you're in a pub. In the morning at the breakfast buffet, they had fizzy water with cucumber and lemon in it. And it was incredible. So I've decided to implement it in my own life. You are a changed man, aren't you? I really am. How are you feeling about when you get busier? Well, that's the test, isn't it? Yeah. Anyone can beat, you know, Crystal Palace at home. Well, exactly. The problem is when I go to Stamford Bridge in, <laughs> in September. <laughs> you know, when you've got a podcast in the morning, speed awareness in the afternoon, lifts and weights at lunchtime. Yeah. It's a lovely day. Anyway, sorry, we've been distracted. Uh, what we do is we leave it on the side and we sort of go, oh, what we'll do is, because they've got little Go Henry card things. Yeah. I think they're called Go Henry. I can't remember those little cards. So we, me and Lucy, will go, oh, yeah, we'll transfer some money into their account. And it doesn't always happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Who's giving them money anyway when they're really little? True. Some nan and granddads do. Yeah. Don't they? It's more useful than another toy. Well, Lou's nan and granddad, great nan and granddad, came round to see the new house and gave... I'm sure you like them, Rob. You don't need to give them a review, but um, fair enough. <laughs> oh, lovely stuff. No, no, just meant, as in Lou's dad's dad. Great yeah. granddad, yeah. And they gave the kids a fiver each cash, which is quite sweet. Kids are excited. That's nice. Did I ever tell you and this about when my great-grandma died? Go on. Why are you laughing? No, just because of that clip of when my granddad died. I just. How did she die? Old age. You can't die of old age, can you? But she was in the late 90s, so, you know, <laughs> one way or another. Like, yeah, just older. I mean? older. Older. Bit hot. Bit hot, fucking hell. I could go today. I imagine when you get to like 97, you know, sometimes I lay in bed and the alarm goes and I think, can't be bothered. And I think basically, and that's your mind, but your body goes, no, come on, you're 37. Your body can do this. But I think at 97, your mind goes, I can't be bothered. And then your body goes, yeah, you're right, let's not. So that's what happened to her. Lovely woman. Lovely woman. I don't really remember her that well, but she seemed nice enough. She left my generation. So she left money for her children. Yeah. And then she skipped my parents' generation. And then she left her 15 grandkids, 800 quid each. (laughs) That's nice of her, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know why she made that decision. I suppose it's like, give the money to them. And then also something for the youngsters, I suppose. Yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. And then the people that are like 40 and earning, they probably don't need. So what did your mum and dad do with the money? They said I could have it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I think you should put it in account for your kids if someone's paid it because they can spend it later on. Yeah. So there was five different sets of kids that were these grandkids. So there's like different policies. I've got cousins, Rob, whose parents just use the money. Yeah. What would you have spent 800 quid on as a 10-year-old? That, as a 10-year-old, that is mind-blowing money. It's fucking... In the 90s as well, remember? I'd be thinking, should I get a flat? (laughs) I could probably get a flat in a small car now. I should have fucking got a flat. (laughs) If I could have got a flat in London at that point, it would be worth four million quid now. What did you spend it on? I spent 350 quid off the bat on a stereo stack system. You know one of those ones that had CD, tape... Yeah. You know, with separate speakers. Matsui? Sony. Like, proper good. And I had that until I went to uni, so that was an incredible spend of money. Mm. The rest, I think I frittered away. Frittered it. 650 fritter. But I know what my last purchase was, but I don't want to say it because you're going to take the piss. (laughs) That's what this podcast is. If we stop doing that, it's over. Yeah, okay. One word, Rob. Go on. Rubber Johnny's. Warhammer. (laughs) Warhammer. So definitely not Rubber Johnny's. No, definitely not Rubber Johnny's. No need for Rubber Johnny's there, mate. Wow. You're a Warhammer guy. Do you know what? I always respected those guys. For six months, I was a Warhammer guy. I always respected the Warhammer guys because growing up in South East London, if you walked into Warhammer, yeah. you are basically saying, come and bully me. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I've got it. Just come in. Let's do it now. Well, your friend of mine, who we mentioned on the podcast recently, Will Briggs. Yeah. He once got uh, beaten up in Exeter for carrying a Warhammer bag. Oh. And he got his Warhammer bag stolen off him, I think. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. 
I mean, because I like little figures and quite nerdy stuff, but I was sort of good enough at football to get by with the football lads. I was quite a secret Warhammer as well. Really? So have you still got your little Warhammers? No, I don't. So I did a certain type of Warhammer. Right, okay. Oh, God. Because what does Warhammer mean? I don't even understand. I know they're little battle figures. Yeah, so what I should say, what Warhammer is, is like, it's lead figures. Yeah. And it's like orcs and... It's like, it's a bit like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, so sort of yeah. like lead figures with... But you paint the figures yourself. Fuck right. You so you get little lead figures and build an arm and you paint them yourself. I used to hate painting them. I had no interest in fucking painting them. I was shit at it. Really? How was the um, BO situation in store? <laughs> it just looked smelly. But I don't know if it was. Yeah, I was certainly bringing some. I'll tell you that for free. So you'd go to Warhammer and could you paint it in there or do you just buy it in there or do you battle in there? You buy it in there. I mean, this is not going to help my coolness. Come on, Josh, talk to me. I used to paint it with my gran. <laughs> so your nan used to help you paint your figures? <laughs> in the shop or at home? At home. Oh, you wouldn't take your nan in there? Not in front of the guys? <laughs> not fucking nerd. My, my gran was much cooler than any of the guys in the Warhammer shop and me. Let's be very clear about that. What was your little team called? So I did an offshoot of Warhammer. Yeah. Which was called Blood Bowl, which was like a kind of... A board game based around a violent sport in the Warhammer universe. Right, okay. A bit like, so it's like Hogwarts and Quidditch. Yeah, but like <laughs> more violent and full of like zombies and, you know, trolls and... Right, okay. See, that I love little figures and little nerdy games, but I don't like fantasy. That's why I struggled. No, I hate fantasy. I hate fantasy, so I'm not sure why I was into it. Yeah. But it was a strange six months of my life. And I kind of, I really respect it because it's, as you say, I, I really would encourage people to do what they're into. Yes, 100%. But I've never been into fantasy. I don't like Game of Thrones. I don't like Lord of the Rings. I hated Lord of the Rings. But they're so small, Josh. How did you paint them? How small's the brush? They're fucking impossible to paint, Rob. They're so shit and so impossible to paint. My painting was so shit. And do you get told what colour to paint them or do you do whatever you want? You do what you want, but you tend to just do it like they do in the magazines where they do it unbelievably. (laughs) So you had magazine subscription as well? White Dwarf. White Dwarf? What's that? Sounds like a new drug. That was the name of the magazine. He's off his face on White Dwarf, that kid. <laughs> He's only just got a spine. Oh, I love it. Absolutely love it. Oh, God. Mortifying. Anyway, that's how I spent the last of my 800 quid. A bit like Brewster's Millions, isn't it? Yeah, it's expensive, those sort of hobbies. Yeah. That's what you spent your money on. Fair play. Yeah. Right. Let's do a bit more correspondi. Yeah, sorry. Got distracted. That's not, it's good to share. Um, while we're talking on grandparents and nans, this is grandparent family names. Should we do this? Yeah. Hi, Rob and Josh. Just listened to your episode where you talked about what your kids call their grandparents. My 20-month-old called her Uncle Sam Ham, which is a particular dig as he's vegan. Oh. This has now been upgraded to spam. Oh, that's unfair. Love the podcast. Gets me through many a stressful day filled with tantrums. Thanks, Rosie. Also, as well, on my new commute, Josh, yeah. that will school run i see a woman with a young baby that she walks every time i've driven past she's walking the baby (laughs) and i just get the feeling that that is a tricky child inside so (laughs) massive respect to the lady that walks her baby in the buggy up and down a road with her sunken sad eyes you will get through it don't panic has she got headphones in headphones in i don't feel like that's working maybe she needs this podcast yeah yeah. Hi, Rob, Josh, and sexy Michael. Oh. You know, Michael, he sends us these. Do you think he's adding those kind of things? After listening to the episode about weird lies kids tell at school, it brought back a memory of this corker. A girl in my school liked to tell everyone her granddad was Elton John. Oh. And he used to climb out of her TV at night and sing to her. She kept it going for years until about year nine. 
No, people weren't buying that word. Prepubescent teenage kids are fucking mental. <laughs> they will do some weird and just look at like fans of boy bands. Oh my god. Like the One Direction fans, like you know, or like BTS, they are a different level of committed. They blow your Warhammer collection. There was a take that helpline. When take that split up, there was a helpline. <laughs> Mainly for Howard and Jason, I imagine. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Lovely yeah, a bit of fun. Yeah. That was Lana in South Shields, I should say. Not that joke. I mean that email. <laughs> <laughs> good, great one from her. Yeah. I've got another good granddad one here. Yeah. Hello, Rob and Josh. On the subject of what kids call grandparents, we decided to make it football-related for granddads. So long story short, my dad is known as Granddad Hoops because he's a QPR fan. Yeah, that's good. That's My good. wife's dad is a Palace fan and he's called Granddad Stripes. Oh, that's nice. Our daughter is 13 and still calls them hoops and stripes. They sound like a rap duo. <laughs> I like that. I think that's good. Granddad hoops and granddad stripes. Thanks for the constant laughs. Theo and Neris, N-E-R-Y-S, Neris, Neris? N-E-R-Y-S, Neris, yeah. Neris. We've gone a long time without a boomer story, well, haven't we? This is the longest correspondence episode without a boomer story we've ever done. Boomer me up, bitch. Hi, Rob and Josh. When I was born in 1990... Is that a boomer year? My boomer parents had a small van that my dad used to work to drive us around in. Oh, dad used for work to drive us around in. Yes, yeah, so the parents are boomers. He's not. He's a millennial. No, yeah, yeah. Skin of his teeth, millennial. The front only had three seats. So when I came along, my brother, older brother, then five, had to sit in a deck chair in the back of the van <laughs> with only a Ninja Turtle walkie-talkie to keep in contact with us in the front. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> who's this what's her name erin in lenzi i don't know where lenzi is l-e-n-z-i-e i told you i used to sit in the footwell of my dad's taxi didn't i if the cab was full yeah yeah that makes sense at least you're in the same bit of him this is in scotland lenzi that is incredible so he was in the back of a transit van with a walkie-talkie with a walkie-talkie to keep in contact in the front Classic boomer. I would think that'd be quite fun, wouldn't it? I couldn't put my kids in the back of a van and drive around. A deck chair is the most unstable. No, no, for the kid. Is it though? A dark van? No, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not recommending it. I'm saying that if you're, you know, if if you're that kid that's nineteen ninety, so it's mid nineties they're doing that. Yeah, I mean I'd go for a more stable chair. If there's a chair that could be strapped into in the boot. Yeah. But going around a corner in a van in a deck chair, I'd be petrified, wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> Can I just say, Rob? Go on. I don't know what a boomer is, a millennial is, a Gen Xer is, all of this. There's a comedian called Jake Lambert, who we both uh, know. Yeah. What I am sure are very funny videos, because he's very funny, about the difference between the generations. I don't know what the different generations are, so I don't understand them, Rob. Do you want me to let you know? What am I? What am I? So, do you know them without looking? Yes, I know them, but I've just looked it up to give you the exact date. So when was you born? 83. 83, so you are a millennial. But that doesn't feel right. I don't feel like I'm a millennial. 81 to 96 is millennial. But aren't millennials younger than me? No, we're old now. There's another two generations after us now. But aren't people going all these... So what's a millennial? A millennial? <laughs> a millennial was 81 to 96. And what's the one before? Gen X? Gen X. And then before that is boomers. So I feel like I'm Gen X. Maybe I was just like an old guy early on. Yeah, well, I think you... I think you're a Gen X, really, in a millennial year. And then beyond there is the Zoomers, the Generation Z. The Zoomers? Gen Z? And then born between 2010 and 20. So our kids will be Generation Alpha. Right. I don't know who gives them these names, though. No. 
So what's Michael? Gen X? Yeah, because he's older than me. All right, why are you bringing that up? Poor old Michael. And it, what's before Gen X? A boomer? Yeah. There's got to be something before. The silent generation before boomers. The silent generation? That's 1928 to 1945. And then the greatest, the GI generation, 1901 to 27. And then the lost generation... From 1883 to 1900. Who makes up these names? There we go. I can enjoy Jake's videos now. Okay. Here we go. Hi, Rob and Josh. Mm-hmm. When I was about 14, I developed an allergy to horses. Less about you. <laughs> <laughs> if I got near them, I would get a rash, streaming eyes, and have trouble breathing. At the time, my dad had a horse, in brackets, midlife crisis. Oh, that's an extreme midlife. <laughs> that is. Before we do this one, what do you reckon your midlife crisis is going to be? I think I know what it's going to be, Rob. Go on. What's that? Me and Rose had a discussion on holiday about getting tattoos. <laughs> Such a holiday chat. So what tattoo are you going to get? Just a huge anchor on my arm. <laughs> Although I do like an anchor. Would it be an aesthetic thing or would it be like a spirituality thing? I think it has to mean something. That's what Rose said. Yeah. And I took that on board. <laughs> She was talking about getting uh, the initials of our children. Right, okay. Whereabouts? On her cheek, like a teardrop. Do you know Lou got a tattoo but got it wrong? What do you mean? She's got a few tattoos. She's got like a snake on her arm. She's got something from East of Eden tattooed on her ankle. She had like a little symbol on one of her fingers. And then she got um, the Capricorn sign. Yeah. The star sign Capricorn on her hand because she thought I was Capricorn, correct? And our both our children Capricorn. Yeah, nice. Incorrect. Oh no. So she, oh no. So she got the Capricorn star sign. She thought that You've got to check that. You've got to check that before you get inked. You've got to check it before you get inked. So she got it covered up in the end, but she got a Capricorn for us rather than doing initials. It's funny, isn't it? Oh, I'm gonna do. I might do initials, and then I might do something else. I might just get into it. I like the idea of it. I want to get a tattoo, but it'd be more for um, things to remind me to be present and to be... Yeah, exactly. Well, do you know what I was thinking about getting, Rob? So stuff like things that mean stuff to me. Because if I looked at my kids' and wife's initials, I think it would just stress me out. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be a constant reminder of responsibility, which I don't think is good. So I was thinking of getting a tattoo of my, the title of my favourite Blur song is also a very good thing about not drinking and being present. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm always like... Park life. (laughs) No, it's for tomorrow, right? For tomorrow. Oh, that's nice. And I'm always like, if I don't drink today, then I'll feel great tomorrow morning. Yeah, because you are just borrowing happiness from tomorrow. Exactly. What you're doing now is for tomorrow. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I thought that might be quite nice. And then I'd also get, maybe I'd get my kids' initials. Am I having a midlifer? I might get no fear written in Spanish on my chest. <laughs> I'll pay for that. Happily pay for it. Nada for me. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. That's a nice one. Yeah. And where would you get it? And in what way? Where would it look? Probably on the arm. The way I, I look at it, I'm not saying you've no. got... No. I mean, I'm not ripped enough. No, 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 no. I think that's the problem. No, no. I think you need to have a tattoo on a body part you're quite proud of. I'm not saying that you're not proud of your arms, but... But, but it hurts on your dick, Rob. <laughs> the problem is you need to do it flaccid. They can't do it properly on an erect penis. <laughs> <laughs> but I might, get, I might do it on my legs or my arms. I wouldn't have it anywhere on my chest. No. Because my arms and legs aren't bad. My midsection is an absolute mess. And July 1st, we've got to do our tops off for July 1st, haven't we? Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, God, I've got to really go for this, yeah. <laughs> okay. Protein pancakes. So, yeah, I might get something on my arms or legs, but I need I need to work out what it is I want. But I think you can think forever. I might just do it. Yeah, I'm just going to fucking do it. Yeah. Should we go together? Yeah. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>
my arm hands just went. <laughs> if you are a tattooist, no, 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 we're no, 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 no. We'll find someone. We'll find someone. It's like Darren Brown choosing people out of the audience. If they push themselves forward, they're probably not the person that you want. Yes, exactly. You want the person that's super busy. Yeah. Right. Another story. Another story. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'll get my daughter to write the word for tomorrow. And then that could be the font. I agree. However, you've got to just keep making a redo it so it looks neat. <laughs> She'll do those backwards letters. You're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, just like, I might wait till she's 11. <laughs> and the handwriting's really on point. Um, did we get to the end of Allergy to Horses? Oh, yeah, no, we didn't. No, sorry, we didn't. Sorry, go on. Go. Yeah. So when he got home, he'd have to get changed and have a wash from his horse. One day, we sat down for dinner with the family, and I sit next to my dad. As we sat down, I asked him if he got changed and showered. He said, yes, he had, and I believed him. We started eating our food, and my eyes started to itch. So did my face, and my chest began to get tight. I asked him again if he changed. He said, yes, of course. About 10 minutes later, I was having a big reaction. My dad decided to confess. He said, I was testing to see if it was a real allergy or if it was oh, psychosomatic. You sick horse buying fuck. Yeah. Fair to say I was pretty cross. Thanks, Olivia from Philadelphia via Yorkshire. Fuck it out. There we go. Who buys a horse? Well, my parents have got horses. Midlife. Oh, no, they had them in early life. Did they used to ride them? Uh, yeah, a bit. Funny, isn't it, going for a ride on your horse? I hated it. I fell off when they put me on a horse when I was... And that was it when I was about six. Game over. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a horse. I've got no inkling. And I because we've gone to the countryside, like, oh, I'm going to get a horse to the girls. Absolutely not. I can't think of anything worse or horse riding in general. I fell to the opposite side to where my dad was. So he just had to grab my ankle. And I was basically being dangled over a horse. Has that stressed you out? You're panicking about horses now forever. I just don't like horses. They're big. They're fucking big horses. They're too big, actually, to be on. They're noble animals. I'll give them that. But they, they scare me. Do you know what I'd like to ride? I'd love to ride a pig. <laughs> I feel like they've got a bit of whip to them. Yeah. You're not too high if you fall off. Yeah. And Did you ever do Donkey Derby? Fucking hell. Yes. I've been on donkeys at, not Donkey Derby, but in Blackpool and at Blackheath Common, they used to have donkeys up there. So I used to I'd go on donkeys as a kid, but one just belted off, I remember, and everyone was screaming. Yeah, they're fast. When we went on holiday to Pembrokeshire, there'd be a thing called, I mean, this can't happen now. Donkey Derby. Is this real donkeys or the game at the fairground? Real donkeys. Right. And this guy would basically turn up in a field with a lorry of donkeys. This is like a story that, <laughs> if you said which of us told this story. <laughs> so we were on holiday in Pembrokeshire and we'd go to Donkey Derby of an evening. Guy with like eight donkeys. And he'd mark out a track and he'd put eight kids on the donkeys. Yeah. And he'd stand behind and go, like, to get them going. And then the donkeys would just fucking go. And you'd race on the donkeys and you'd invariably fall <laughs> off. Yeah. Did anyone else do that? Did you ever do the cheese rolling thing? Is that near you? No, you're obsessed with the cheese rolling. <laughs> that's, that's Somerset. Right. And that's not you. Donkey Derby was in Pembrokeshire in Wales. Right, okay. Well, the big sheep down in Devon, that's where they race sheep. But there's no kids on them. No, no. It's just part of the big sheep fairground. Yeah. Right, should we do one more, then some small business? One more. Here we go. Future boomer story. Greetings. Here's a quick potential modern boomer story I plan on telling my kids. Okay. Milo three, twin one, and two, minus two months. What? They've got twins who aren't born yet. Oh, right. Okay. So she's got Milo's three, and she's got twins on the way. Yeah. I'd say, just say pregnant with twins. Yeah. Not twin one and twin two minus two months. It's like a logic puzzle <laughs> that they put in the Daily Mail to see if adults can do GCSE maths. <laughs> um, 
Working out ways to keep them safe in the future, I plan on telling them never to drive over 88 miles per hour as they'll be transported in time. Since their car won't have the correct timing circuits, they could end up anywhere and stuck in that period of time. To back up this parenting lie, I've decided to tell them people driving classic cars are all people who drove over 88 miles an hour <laughs> and have been transported here to our present. Are there any white lies you've told or plan to tell your kids to keep them safe or shield them from the world a little bit longer? Peter and Emily. That's a decent one, you know. Yeah. Mine are getting a bit too clever now. Yeah. They're telling you lies. I've got seven, nearly eight in the winter. They're getting a bit too clever. And you can start to see they are becoming little adults. Yeah. And that, I think this is a stage where people, a lot of people, you know the people that have got the eight-year gap between their youngest and then the third one? Yeah. This is peak, like oh, should we have another one? But yeah. it's like drugs. You're chasing the hit yeah. of the squishy little cute baby stage. Rob, two words Go on. for tomorrow. Remember when you wake up tomorrow morning, Yeah. if you don't have a kid, you're waking up in a much more relaxed state. Oh, no, I don't want another kid, but I'm saying that's... That's what Lou That's Lou wants. when you're saying little white lies. Now I'm getting to a point where I can't really get away with them. Is Lou thinking about it? No, she, we absolutely dead against it. She's thinking about another dog, though. Another one? You don't even like the first one. I don't mind the first one. I just don't like the admin. I don't mind him. They're not good about it. It's just admin. I don't mind him. <laughs> Imagine if I have another one, I absolutely love the other one, and it's literally the dog. <laughs> it's personal. <laughs> it's actually personal. <laughs> uh, small business shout out. Right. Business. Hi. I like this one because it goes, hey, hi, hello, Rob, Josh and Michael. Oh, good guy. I don't know what this is going to be, but I like the greeting. I'm a long time listener and living proof that you haven't managed to put everyone off having children. As when I started listening back in 2020, I had zero kids. Fast forward through a panny D and three years later, I'm a proud and knackered owner of a wild 20 month old. <laughs> God, we've been on a while, haven't we? I run a small batch marshmallow business from my home called Mally Mallow, M-A-L-L-Y space Mallow, named after my kid Mallory. Each month I release a new menu of entirely new flavours of gigantic Rocky Roads, Jumbo, Mallow Cubes and tubs of Mallow Fluff. My daughter loves marshmallow. With Instagrams, <laughs> that was me adding that by the way. Fair enough. With Instagram followers voting for what flavours they want to see. Oh, that's good. This month's menu includes crunchy Rocky Road, Mallow Cubes in mint choc chip, lemon meringue, cinnamon roll and a cherry bakewell fluff tub fluff tub you can find us on instagram or tiktok at mally.mallow or head straight to our website https colon forward slash forward slash www.mallymallow.com slash how is your tiktoking going by the way i just can't do it rob keep it sexy and relatable as per anna xoxo what does xoxo mean rob kiss cuddle kiss cuddle kiss cuddle all right now, hello, we are a South Sea Play Cafe, a spanking new small business in Portsmouth. We are a play cafe for parents and young kids. Our cafe gives parents a chance to either play with their kids or let them go feral while they enjoy five minutes peace and a local cup of coffee. We are passionate about physical and mental development for kids and also support education for parents. As a business run by mums, we love your podcast. I would love a shout out. There was a definite gap in the market in this area, so we want to be able to reach and help even more people. That is a South Sea Play Cafe. Cafe, the MILFs of South Sea Play Cafe XO. Oh, I thought you'd added that yourself. No, no, they refer to themselves as mums they'd like to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they do. Good on them. It's been a pleasure, Rob. It's been a joy and a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Pleasure and a joy. And I'll see you, I'll see you next time. Bye. 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 